0: Craft Beer Radio, episode 223, September 16th, 2012, Real One.
1: In the eyes of a ranger, the unsuspecting stranger had better know the truth of wrong from right.
0: Cause the eyes of a ranger
1: are upon you. Any wrong you do is to Okay, welcome to Craft Beer Radio. That was a Walker Texas Rangers theme song because we're doing another Texas show. We had some beers left over from Bill and John sent us some more. Uh, these Texas guys want us to talk about Texas beers. Based
0: on the very first beer we had in the pre-show, which was the uh, H&G, the Hobson Grain Pale Dog IPA, or rather the Pale Dog just regular a pale ale. I'm not surprised I want to check out because that was a very good beer. It was an excellent pale ale. So, let's keep going. This is episode, we should say, a special episode.
1: Oh, yes, this is uh, 223. This counts as a
0: special episode to me because it's a prime number.
1: We're, yeah, we're talking about how numbers like 100 are insignificant. Yeah.
0: They, they only matter because of base 10. That's the only reason they matter. Because we have 10
1: fingers and 10 toes. Right.
0: So, but, but prime numbers are prime numbers no matter what base you're in. 223 is a prime number. We're in a whole prime area, This actually. is
1: our 48th prime show.
0: Yes. Impressive impressive all right so you know it might be a Mersenne prime let me check that out what the heck's that it's a number that's two to, two to the power of something minus one is a Mersenne prime
1: okay all right so we got a few beers here we got 15 beers on the table let's do one of these cans here so we got No, it's not American Prime.
0: It's a Long Prime, a Strong Prime, a Lucky Prime, and a Sexy Prime. You have to look at you have to look up in Wikipedia and find out what those are. All
1: right, so here we go. Let's do this one. Austin Beerworks Fire Eagle American IPA. This is in a can. And um, you know, I probably should have kept track of which ones Bill sent us and which ones John sent us. Uh, I got a rough idea pretty sure yeah, here's,
0: a, here's an interesting factoid about 223 okay. before i get on the one thing i just I, I, I read this and i just laughed out 223 is the smallest natural number whose successor lacks its own wikipedia page <laughs> that's on wikipedia page
1: <laughs> thanks guys <laughs> smallest so 222 doesn't have a... No, so oh. whose successor,
0: so 224, does not oh. have...
1: Oh, okay. So. It's on a
0: Wikipedia page. And they felt that was important <laughs> enough to put in the very beginning of the introduction to the number, 223.
1: All right, so let's get off that stuff. That's really post-show material right there. Um, again, we got the Austin Beerworks Fire Eagle American IPA. This is from John. And
0: now, but since we're choosing, I don't have the whole thing, so you're gonna have to give me a second to jump into this.
1: Yeah, sure. So the beer pours, it's in a can, beer pours a nice, clear, golden color. The aroma is a little bit citrusy, there's a little bit of um. 6.4%
0: 6.4% alcohol value, by the way. Sorry.
1: A little resiny in there, too. But, yep. But mostly... mostly the I citrus. smell...
0: I smell more of this... Well... Actually, don't, it tells me what hops. I was going <laughs> to say I smell Centennial. They are in the mix. Uh, Summit Columbus Centennial and Amarillo hops. That's what that edge is. The Amarillo. Mm-hmm. Uh, malted with Pilsner malt, C40, C60, and wheat. Uh, and it's American Ale Yeast. Starting gravity, 14.5. Ending gravity of 2.5. Like I said, 6.4 alcohol by volume. Bitterness, they say, is IBUs of 70, which they call a Cleveland Cavs fan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not lying. It's on their website, which is cool. I like that. The um... And they call it the color... Uh, they call it PMS fifteen eighty five or Martha Stewart Himalayan Paw.
1: No, that's fun using like yeah. the Pantone color scheme. That that is fun, or to... or just going to Home Depot and match up the the beard of the Martha Stewart color scheme.
0: How does this match up in terms of you know realistic colors? I would say it's it's a little lighter than Penny Golden.
1: It's beautiful. I mean, yeah, it, 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 you would think it has to be filtered to be that clear. It's so. Crystal clear and golden. It's it's pretty to look at.
0: Well, it is in a can.
1: Big, big hop flavor on this thing. I've been drinking and drinking while I've been talking about the other things, but it's good. It's, um, you get the citrus. You get a little bit of, Ooh. um,
0: that is very good.
1: Um, Ooh. Touch of mango Ooh, in I like there. the end. Get a yeah. little mango. It doesn't quite go to pineapple. But I'm getting a little, like, other, like, tropical fruits in there. It's almost one of those beers, like, I don't, like, you have leave, to go, leave me alone. I'm drinking my beer. You have to go to
0: searching for it, but there's man candy in here. Is there? Mm-hmm. It's in the middle. It hits you in the middle of of, of the taste. The first taste you get is kind of uh, citrusy, uh, and then you get sort of the the nice sweetness Mm-hmm. With the maltiness. And then it goes into a little bit more bitterness and a little stronger, resiny
1: hot. That is the fire eagle. But it's that,
0: it's that middle area that kind of hits the, the man candy around the nose, actually. I like it. Mm. Austin's one of those towns that I would absolutely... I really want to visit at some point because it's kind of a counterculture, kind of like... Kind of
1: like Seattle on the
0: center of Texas,
1: <laughs> right, I just uh watched the movie Bernie with Jack Black in it, okay, It's about this guy who was a undertaker, and uh he like had a i don't know for sure it's a true story, but like he got with one of the widows and like killed her and like was living off her money and stuff like that, <laughs> but uh they were talking about. They're interviewing, I think, a real person that knew this Bernie guy, and talked to different parts of Texas, and it was hilarious because they're doing like, and then there's Austin, the People's Republic of Austin.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> it Austin is its own kind of world, um, inside of Texas, which is its own kind of world. <laughs> so <laughs> it just it, it just makes sense. It, it is you know texas you think of texas as a big monolithic entity especially mm-hmm. here in the east where we are texas generally gets associated with you know george w bush and strong conservatism and stuff like that but it's not all like that there are enclaves like texas mm-hmm. like like austin uh and uh, i'm sure there are others that that i don't
1: since we're know of on as well. ipas we had a hoppy beer in the pre-show and then you know another hoppy beer we got at least two more ipas here i think i kind of want to stick with that theme and you know flesh out the ipas before we go off to some of these other ones, do you uh, you do accept it's... my proposition? I kind
0: of i i'm more a fan of mixing it up, to be honest. But you I understand here. the the tendency to want to stick with a flight, so it's up to, uh, yeah, it's up to you.
1: Let's just go one more, see how it goes. Okay. If, if it starts you know destroying our palate, and we need a palate cleanser, an aperitif, then then we'll switch it up to something else. But the
0: thing is, we had that growler and another growler. Is that the growler? I
1: thought that was the growler. I'm not sure if this one was filled as a growler. I think this was. I think this is their package.
0: I know that there was one that was filled as a growler,
1: right? We drank that one already. Oh, okay. But I, I'm gonna have to go check our records because I think it was the Live Oak Hefeweizen, which I think is what John sent us here as well. So I think it's the same beer. I'm not. So go back to our notes and see what we drank previously. All right. The last Texas show.
0: That was, I believe it was 221. Um, no, we drank a North by Northwest Bavarian half. Okay,
1: that's the one that was the growler fill, uh, I think. Okay, so the next one, I'm pretty sure this one is from Bill. This is the Buffalo Hump IPA from Freetail Brewing Company. Hey, drink it fresh, not for aging, says the little bat on the label, logo here.
0: Yeah, live heifer is in a 32-ounce growler, it says. Okay. So. All right.
1: Well, we will definitely get to that.
0: I checked uh, I checked. Uh, John's message, and he says yeah. it's in the growler. So it says, be sure to drink the growler shortly after receiving it. Okay.
1: We shall. All right. So this, this is, again, here we go. Free uh, Buffalo hump. Buffalo hump. Let me look it up. A lot more uh dank on the aroma on this one. It's a it's a more earthy almost a bit of an English no, I mean we're still talking IPAs here, but you know, just comparing the previous IPAs, this one has a little bit more English character, to it, but but also a little bit of um something a little more aggressive. It's not cat pee. It's not pine tree it's
0: okay. Now, Beer Advocate, because they didn't have their website immediately mm-hmm. available on Google. Beer calls it, it's Buffalo Hump 1840. Graphic calls it a Belgian IPA.
1: Oh, that helps make a little more sense. Yeah, there's something a little uh, farmhouse-y going on. A little, um, something maybe a little peppery from like a Saison. Uh, no wonder, it says right
0: here on the ingredients. Uh, Belgian Pale and Crystal malts, four full-blooded varieties of American hops. Full-blooded? They're hops, they don't have blood. Top fermenting Belgian yeast strain, natural limestone filtered, Edwards, Aquifer H2O, and you probably can't taste it, but it's in there. Texas Pride. Mm. Said it's on the ingredients.
1: Okay, so yeah, the Belgian thing puts it more into context. I was Oh,
0: it does. It? Yeah, because I'm just i yeah. smelling it.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: smelling it without knowing it's Belgian.
1: You know, you would give it you was, kind
0: of a weird connotation.
1: Well, you think it's you know just some kind of strange use of hops, right? You, you, you're trying to you're trying to figure out like, here's the pieces of the puzzle, hop, 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 hop. How do I put them together to get what I'm tasting?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and if you're not thinking that Belgian yeast is in the mix at all, you know you're you're kind of like, but yeah, now that you know that it's a little bit. Hmm, I'm trying to think now it's it's a, either a farmhouse or maybe kind of like a West mall type character, you know if you're familiar with the West mall beers, I think maybe that's what I'm tasting
0: they don't seem to have it on their site, which is unfortunate, but they uh, it is fortunate they have like i said the list of their ingredients were on their label yeah um, what part
1: of what part of the state's retailing again it's
0: in San Antonio okay San Antonio, Texas uh forgive us um forgive us John and uh Bill and Bill. We are not very tuned into the whole geography of Texas. I believe Austin's somewhere in the middle,
1: yeah, Austin's in the middle. That's yeah. about where i <laughs> where I end. San Antonio is south. I trying to remember if it's like. It makes sense to be south because the
0: sands should be kind of closer to Mexico,
1: you'd expect. Yeah. I think it's west, but I'm not sure that's where we're just Gee, if only we had a tool. To figure out where in Texas That's nonsense, there was only a little piece of technology to help us figure that out. If only we had a cartographer in handy. <laughs> All right, here we go.
0: So actually, San Antonio is, is is a little bit south of Austin.
1: Okay, so it's not yeah. It's a not little bit
0: hot. by a little bit, it probably means about a hundred miles on that map. It's <laughs> hard
1: to tell. It's about three eighths of an inch on that map. Yeah. <laughs> So Belgio IPAs are style of beer that I don't normally fall in love with. You know, I can count on you know, one or maybe two fingers, the ones I really like. And uh, you know, my favorite I net like I said, uh, I probably told this story before, but I've had Ublong Schuf, I've had Uthro Hoppet, I've had, you know, some American ones, and they just I never liked them. They all tasted like I think
0: I think our favorite one I think between us too I think raging bitch is yeah, probably a favorite. Flying
1: dog raging bitch. I, I dig it. Um until I had that one I all thought they tasted a little bit you know dirty, you know they had an earthy character but I didn't like it. So I'm going to call it dirty, right? And um I don't know, I'm kind of I kind of enjoy this one but you know it's not up in you know something that I'm like, "Ooh, yeah, I really like it." Yeah, I think
0: <laughs> I think I'm with you on this. I think there's a little bit
1: I almost call it a spearmint
0: in the flavor. Um, okay. Uh, you know, it's 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 not it's not a major component. but It's there. It's 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 in that sort of range. Um, yeah, it, it doesn't quite hit like. I mean, the raging bitch has an interesting. Uh, I think it's it's kind of it's a little bit sweeter. and has a, uh, a more happy, more you know, a they use a lot, of, pil- a lot of
1: pilsner malt in there, so the pilsner malt carries through. And then you know they, I don't know how they hop it, but then you know the Belgian yeast. I think the pilsner malt really one of the main things that turns raging bitch into something i like a lot. Excuse me. Yeah, raging bitch
0: to me is a is a real drinker. Um mm-hmm. I mean most Belgian IPAs don't fit in that. This one doesn't either. Um it's interesting and it's tasty. It mm-hmm. has it's I, I can I can respect it as a beer certainly. Mm-hmm. Uh but it's just not something i are going to be like, "Yeah, give me give me a couple." Of those. It's
1: interesting I meant to Spearman because that really rang a bell with me. You know, I would twist it a little bit to wintergreen, um, and and even it takes me back to a place where I've you know found fresh wintergreen in the woods and have chewed mm-hmm. on it. You know, it just takes me back to that you know experience. Um, while it's not minty, really, it maybe the other volatiles yeah, yeah. taking me back. There yeah,
0: there's a, that. That, there's a bit of that. There's a bit that cooling <coughs> cooling bit right mm-hmm. of of the mint that comes through. So like, I guess that's menthol. Um, I think that's that's what that's the cooling factor mm-hmm. in mints, right?
1: Yeah, and they don't say which um, they don't say which Belgian you know yeast they use or anything, but you know I just have this strong feel that it really is reminiscent of the small yeast. It's, you know, it's pretty distinctive yeast. It's a yeast I like a lot, uh, and I'm tasting you know a lot of the characteristics that I'm used to in this beer. Alright, you want to do that Live Oak Cafe Bites in here? Yes. Okay. This is from the Draft House Pub and Brewery. This is a, a nice little... Um, it's a neat... It's 32-inch growler, like Greg said, but it, you know, it has a high shoulders. It looks like an old-timey medicine bottle. Um. I like it. It just has a great look to it. Simple marketing, the Draft House... This is from Live Oak Brewery? Oh, you know what? Maybe, maybe it's a yeah. guest beer from, yeah, that makes sense. That's it's a guest beer at the Draft House, and this is Live Oak Brewing's Hefeweizen. Um,
0: They're in Austin. Uh, their Hefe is marketing-speak to all hell.
1: Uh, you know, I while well, you're parsing the marketing-speak, I'll talk about John. John if, <laughs> the dude knows how to pack beer. I could not get into these beers with my bare hands. I had to get a knife out and cut through the bubble wrap and the packing tape. And look, he uses electrical tape to seal the caps on half these beers. It's John, you... He's like, did all the beers make it safe? I'm like, they would survive a nuclear explosion. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they'd, survive, if
0: they'd survive a nuking the fridge incident, but <laughs> they they do go far Herson now. Harrison Ford survived
1: a nuking the fridge incident.
0: Five point two percent volume says Rate beer. Um uh, because I, I I like doing this. I I like to give out the the numbers. Go for it. I'm having says. trouble with this electrical tape. <laughs> Ray, rate Beer gives us out of a thousand for out of a thousand out of a hundred for the style gives us a ninety eight.
1: They should do it out of a thousand.
0: They should do it out of a thousand.
1: They should. Then it'd be nine hundred and eighty something. Just nine eighty. Well, but then they could have an extra degree of precision in there. Yeah, but then like, like they might say,
0: it's a slippery slope. <laughs> your your rating is out of ten million. <laughs> Make sure you're accurate.
1: Okay, I got the electric. Oh my goodness, John! <laughs> <laughs> that was insane. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate it thoroughly. But now I see why you were so anxious. Then, beer—you just wanted to torture me. Mm. That is a neat little growler. Gonna rinse the Belgian IP out of our glasses before we put the hefe in
0: Okay. So like I said, five uh five point six five point two percent alcohol by volume, and really there's not much else I can tell you about the beer because their website is rather Slim in information. Unfortunate, but it happens. Want we'll, we'll, we'll me to read this as taking out all of the marketing speak? I'm going to give it a shot. Okay, okay. go for it. Uh, modeled after the classic wheat beers of Bavaria, our Hefeweizen is fermented with a Weizenbeer yeast strain... With flavors for drinking. <laughs> <laughs> with flavors for drinking. I had to have the drinking part. Oh, you. So you made that up yourself. With flavors that are available year-round. There you go. Okay.
1: The uh, pours cloudy, straw yellow small little head on it. We're not really drinking these in beer glasses. These are our, our, our spiegelau sniffers. Um smell on it is a banana party.
0: Banana, a little bit of no. I was going to say a little bit of clove. It's 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 fleeting if it's there. It's um it's pretty banana heavy. I guess there's a bit of <coughs> there's a bit of
1: clove just to kind of round it out, but yeah, I mean there's big banana, there's a lot of wheat. There's not really much spice in the nose. A little Smell, smells good though. Bubblegum. Bubble yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Bubblegum. Definitely. There's a there's a bit of a hint of Bazooka Joe in there.
0: Which I think the flavor with Bazooka Joe was mostly vanilla. So.
1: It's a nice a nice mouthfeel and flavor. It's um you mentioned vanilla. It does go a little vanilla y in there. Mm. It has a, a very that's mm, that's yummy. Now this, there's, this there's is like this is not one it's like this mouth coating thing. It's just like I don't know, it's like this umami thing going on, just making it like savory and yummy yeah, for some it, reason. It is very
0: ooh. I'm just enjoying the aftertaste now.
1: Now it's not one we can
0: really stir up and, and get the sediment in because it's mm-hmm. a growler. But yeah, yeah. but it is already, I mean, it's not clear. Mm-hmm. So um,
1: There's a plenty of yeast taste coming off of this thing.
0: I think we have to save that for some cheese. <laughs> I bet this would go really well with the blue.
1: Okay. I was thinking the brie. But... The brie too. It'll we'll go with anything really. What else is there to say? It's a yummy, smooth.
0: It's very smooth. It's it's got. uh it's very. It, it's very weird. Tasty.
1: It's weird. You know where you know, we're not a Bud Light commercial. So us saying beer is smooth, you know, is normally where something we would not say. But it it it's. I mean, if you were drinking it here with us, you'd be like, yeah. Oh, a
0: oh, wheat beer qualifies. We're not talking about eight smooth, you know, quote-unquote smooth Pilsner, which is the
1: Budweiser version of a beer that tastes like water. It is... I was I was just saying I'm trying to qualify why it's legitimate that we're saying smooth. You know, what does this smooth mean? Can we give any more depth to it? Because if you were drinking here with us, you'd be like, yeah, smooth. I like that. But, you know, I think I can just hear people listening saying, smooth? What the hell are those guys talking
0: about? Okay, so the texture, you know, they're, they're, it, it's a pretty heavy carbonation, which is expected for a half up But the texture of the beer, even with the carbonation, remains pretty velvety. Mm-hmm. So it, it's kind of the silky um You get a little bit of zing from it. Right.
1: But then, you know, but there's this general blanket of creaminess. And the creaminess really helps banana come through and that vanilla and... Uh, it's just neat. I mean, it mm-hmm. just really. I mean, it, like I said, it needs to play up those banana notes because it doesn't have the clovey notes, and it it really it kind of. I guess you know. I guess it's kind of.
0: There, there's a good deal of like banana smoothie in here, you know. There there's that flavor.
1: like right. Let, let's say this. Let's let's imagine that the yeast is kind of mellowing out the tanginess of the wheat right so it's kind of like putting some cream down like mellowing Mm -hmm. out the tanginess of the wheat and that makes the bananas pop a little bit more you know i think that's kind of what's going on it's
0: almost i wish i could have tried the bananas before the cavendish because I've heard there there was a banana species before okay. the Cavendish bananas, oh, which are the ones we have now, I would, that went extinct because there was some sort of banana virus that killed them all. And they, the people who eat the Cavendish and who had the other banana say, there's "Those,
1: our, there's our band name, our new band name, Banana Virus." <laughs>
0: those old, those old bananas were more banana-y, uh, whereas this sort of it just tastes like a Cavendish banana. It really, I mean, whatever the volatiles in the yeast comes out, it really tastes like this. So I'm okay. wondering. If you had the older bananas versus this, would there be a major difference in flavor? Uh, but this really, I mean, it just tastes like a banana off the shelf. So it's interesting that the, the volatile compounds that, that come from the yeast and the wheat bring out these mm-hmm. almost, or probably almost exactly the same, you know, maybe a one or two molecule difference, or one or two atom difference, but almost exactly the same molecule mm-hmm. as in bananas. No,
1: well, it's neat. It's, it's, you know, it's I don't know. It's weird. I I'm trying to think. Like, you know, did I do the the CBR you know job on this beer? I'm like, I feel like I've been. It almost feels like I'm phoning it in when I'm saying like like how we even analyze this. Excuse me, how we've analyzed this so far. It seems like we haven't really been as critical. Like we haven't dug in and talked about it as much as we normally have. But I just think it's it's you what the beer so? it's what the beer is giving us. I mean, I think we haven't really said a lot of detail on flavors or whatnot because it's kind of giving us a finished product is you know it's not really elemental you know we're not getting a lot of specific elements that we can really talk no i about. guess i agree with we're you getting a big we're getting a harmony to talk about yeah you
0: know? yeah it's 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 hard to split apart um it, it, it's 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 pretty complex already uh it's hard to kind of to to, to get those elements apart mm-hmm. but but together it's it's a, it's a nice harmony and maybe a it it may be like a um, uh,
1: a fifth over seventh chord
0: <laughs> with, with a minor adjunct or whatever. I'm not
1: even gonna make up that I know what that means. Uh, you know, I, I you know my personal preference is to enjoy those clovey spicy jefes more. Uh, I if I was ordering, if I saw two jefes on a menu and one said clovey and the other said banana e. I would order the Clovey one, you know, nine times out of ten. I might order the banana E one, but I, I really like the the,
0: the projected. I guess that's the better way to say the projected smoothness of mm-hmm. this beer. No, the way I'm the way not. it gives you that that smooth feeling. And no, I'm I'm agreeing. You know, yeah, I know what you're saying. Is you're saying that you, this is the exception to the rule for you. Yeah. Uh, and I'm saying that you know, the, the, you know, this goes with the rule for me, and this is probably a great example of of why I would go with the rule. Yeah,
1: I mean, it would it'll make me think twice about passing by. It's not like you see half of bison's labeled. No. this one's banana forward. <laughs> Usually, you
0: see you see both. In in fact, in the description that I pass over, there is both <laughs> banana and clove in the description. Right. And in fact, the one that is the first one they note is note is clove instead of banana. So crazy. Perhaps it changed in transport. Yeah, I mean, the,
1: yeah, this is a growler fill, right? You mentioned how it has high carbonation. You know, that's impressive that it still has the carbonation that it has after being filled off a tap. It's got electric tape so, over it. I
0: mean, it's not. But gonna it was still
1: to... filled off a tap. You know, there's still going to be a, you know, up to a one third loss in you know body and CO2. There was three
0: I mean, feet of electric tape on that thing. There's after, no gas after getting the, out of it. Not
1: after the cap screwed on. I'm talking about before the cap screwed on. That's what I'm really talking about. But yeah, three feet of electrical tape is not lying. <laughs> have to save that so I got some home improvement work to do later on. Alright, John, that was really good. Thank you. And uh where do we want to go next? So here we have a let's have the fans at home vote. We got a Schwartz beer, We've got a double IPA, we have Imperial Stout. Imperial Stout.
0: Wasn't have... there one that was soured? Was it this one? Farmhouse Table Beer. No, that one. What's that one?
1: Barrel-aged Wild Ale.
0: That's what I'm talking we about.
1: We got a barrel-aged in Wine Barrel. This was uh, another Freetail Barrel. Remember we had that Freetail Barrel-aged? That was supposed to be the uh, barrel-aged oatmeal, whatever, and it was just... Remember that? No. The one that we had, remember how we had all those spoiled beers. Yes, the last Texas one, and we had that one that was supposed to be uh, oat IPA or something like that. Oat right, right. Or like that, that was kind of a Flandersy. And yeah, we got yeah, we got the uh, note from John saying that all their. Uh, I hope I'm accurate. I'm pretty sure John said this. All their. Uh, no, they're they're known for having issues, especially in their barrel program. And then John sent us another one of their barrel programs. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll see what that means. Uh we got an oatmeal stout. What's this one here? This one is uh farmhouse provisions. So we got a couple farmhouses. Let's save the barrel wild for not right now. Okay. I'm thinking we'll do this one. Let's do the uh farmhouse table beer. Alright. This is from uh Jester King. Comes in a 750 milliliter bottle. And this is called La Petite Prince.
0: The Little Prince.
1: And this is a farmhouse table beer. Uh, farmhouse table beers are kind of like your, you know, every day after work type beer. It's 2.9% 2. Wow. 2. ABV. Yeah. Its original gravity was only 1027. Um yeah, so uh, It says
0: OG here, 10, 20, 10, 1.024 is the
1: original gravity. Okay, the final
0: gravity 1.002. 2.9%. This is the very definition of a small beer.
1: Yes. Um, you know, I haven't had too many of these. I've had uh, Avril from du- Saison Dupont. You know, that is their table beer. It's a little bit higher in alcohol. I've had the Grissette from East End Brewing, which was more of a... The Griset has a fun story with the name. The Griset is actually named after, so the the coal miners would come out of the cave, the mines at the end of the day, and they there would be a, a lady there in a gray dress, w- with beer, you know, for them to take home for dinner. And Griset is like gray woman or something like that. You know, gray lady, gray gray uh, miss. So the beer she was, was probably gray
0: because the mine was all dark. and I think it was just the clothes was
1: wool wool, woolen clothes or something like that. I think
0: but it was more so. They're probably white when you know wool is white. Oh, well, no, it was the lady the that dust. had the beer at the entrance. Not but the I'm saying the dust oh. made the white clothes you're, gray. You're,
1: you're really stretching there for never being there.
0: <laughs> uh, this is, like Jeff said, available in 750 milliliter bottles. Uh, limited uh, drought availability, uh, draft availability, but it's uh, available year round. It is. Watered, the very first ingredient, because this is the most important ingredient, water is the Hill ca- hill Country Well Water, malted with organic pills and organic two-row organic wheat and organic caramunic, so lots of organics in here, Hot with Czech zats and East Kent Golding Hops, it is in uh, a, what, what should we call it, continental, continental hot beer, thank you, couldn't think of the word, farmhouse yeast,
1: well, East Kent Golding, uh, you know, isn't technically continental. It's in
0: English. It's English.
1: Yeah, continent would be on the continent. East England is slapped. But
0: separate. it's a, it's a eastern hops. It's a, it's, it's European. Yes. European is those not quite very high alpha, more spicy
1: than they are resiny. Mm-hmm. These low alcohol beers they don't have a lot of antimicrobial fighting properties. They're not hoppy. They're not high in alcohol. So, you know, sometimes I haven't smelled it or t- I haven't tasted this beer yet, but I don't smell it. But, you know, it's not unusual for these things to have a little bit of funk or tang to them. You know, think of, um, you know, think of the kvass from East End, right? I mean, it's, you know, fermented with bread yeast. Bread yeast isn't as pure as beer yeast. So there's some other things in there. It can get tangy. You know, there's, uh, you know, and just, you know, just because it's, it doesn't have those Fighting Properties, if you have a little bit of flaw at production time, you know, it might get more of a beachhead than it would normally in a 5% beer or in a beer with, you know, 30 IBUs, you know, to fight off those um, invaders. So we'll see. If, Interestingly. If, if it's a clean beer, then, you know, I think it's a kudos to them. But, you know, that's a risk when you're brewing a 2% beer. 3%. 2.9 is close enough to 3. That would
0: call it 3 Interesting they say here, refrigerate a minimum 24 hours before opening. Now, I imagine that means basically they want you to serve it cold. Um, because the idea is well, it, it not also, that it requires 24
1: hours of... It, it could mean that. That's. It also could mean that, you know, when it's at room temperature, the... I doubt this is it, but it could mean the yeast are you know are a little more, little less refined. They're not your typical bread for a thousand years to be beer yeast yeast, right? They, so they might not flocculate out. So at room temperature, they might kind of be in suspension, and if you have them cold for a day or two, they'll drop out. so You'll get a clearer pour. Well, you
0: figure it would have been cold for a day or two. I mean, although they, they do say Our, store ours, cool and upright. They say,
1: um, I'm just that could be the other reason to to say to to make sure it is at drinking temperature for X days. Well, they say,
0: okay, so it says store cool and upright, and then under it, refrigerate a minute and 24 hours before opening. So store cool means get these foculate out. Well, refrigerate a minute or 24 hours before opening means make sure it's cold. That's what that says to me. It could be. I don't want to fight
1: over it. We'll see. So the clarity on this beer, let's see. It, it's uh, moderate. It's okay. It's, it's kind of cloudy. Um, So there's some proteins or yeast in suspension here But it's a golden color There's not too much aroma It's a little wheat on the aroma Really I'm mostly getting the zing of CO2 on my nose is the main thing I'm getting when I take a whiff
0: A little bit of, I'm getting a little bit of farmhouse A little bit of that kind of um, Musty grass uh, Aroma that you get from a farmhouse yeast
1: And maybe a little hay
0: Perfect perfect for what it is,
1: yeah, I mean, it's not going to be huge in flavor, right, so you're looking for the subtleties, but you know think about it it's it's a it's a belgian table beer right it's it's something to accompany dinner, you know, mm-hmm. and it's not necessarily the kind of beer pairings you're necessarily thinking about it, you know it's it's not going to be this big bold flavor to complement you know a big bold flavor in a dish it's just' it, you know it's just.
0: It, it's it's there for to, to quench your thirst and to to do what you know what to be there in in instead of brackish water is the original intention. Yeah. And uh, you know, and, and in this maybe case, in more
1: modern times, think of it like uh, a lemonade. Yeah. You know,
0: this is this is a beer where I would challenge you to get drunk off it. <laughs> I mean, at three percent, you'd have to drink two bottles of this to to, to really start feeling it, mm-hmm. and. No, it's hard it, to do. That, so that'd, that'd be that'd be a couple of meals in in and of itself. It, it
1: certainly. I mean, took a couple after these other beers we had in the flight. It took me a couple sips to get acclimated. The first sip, maybe a little chalky or something like that, you know. But really, after two or three sips i'm really getting tuned into this and i'm digging it so there's a wheat base to it at least it tastes that way it tastes like there's a big wheat base there to is
0: wheat in there but yeah i think the wheat is is, is huge in there because that, that gives it some tagginess that gives yeah. it some extra power that's not just sort of sweet or or, or barley it's really got some kind of wheat yeah kind of it
1: does taste it. clean like i said you know it wouldn't be surprised if there was a little bit of you know infection going on but there's a nice clean thing in there clean flavor um, you know, it, it finishes very dry. It has a final gravity of 1.002, right? I mean, that's that's it's two... Like paper and miners. Two ten-thousands or two-thousands of a degree, you know, of a degree of uh, more dense than water, right? So it has this... And plus there's all that alcohol in there. Well, not all that, but plus there's alcohol in there. So it finishes absolutely dry, you know, and... Uh, as dry as like an Orval does, you know, it gives you a really mm-hmm. dry mouth feel. Um, I, I, yeah, I dig it. Uh, you know, uh, give me, if I could get this here, like at a good price, and get like, you know, I'd buy growlers of it, you know, just like drink, 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 because you taste good, you don't get drunk. Mm-hmm. Be great with pasta.
0: Um, oh, it be awesome with, with even like, with, with like a, ooh, a cream sauce.
1: hmm
0: Man. Man alive,
1: that would go. You know go what to go with? Chicken piccata.
0: Chicken piccata is chicken with walnuts. capers,
1: lemon, lemon sauce. Like,
0: yeah, yeah. The the lemon might overpower. You gotta it You got to go
1: complimentary here because there's not going to any. That's why not I'm enough, thinking enough, cream. That's why yeah, I'm there's there's thinking not like not Like over. a um,
0: like a tikka masala. It worked really well with this. There's
1: a new Indian place here in Cranberry. Really good. We'll have to go there sometime. Uh we just got a really good review in the city paper, but Heather and I went there and uh two thumbs up from me. Did Speaking
0: you... of Heather and beers, I noticed that there's a there's about six beers of some blueberry honey thing. Yeah. That I saw that and I was like, Oh, Heather must like that beer.
1: She does. It's good though. It's the fathead's uh, bumbleberry. I'm just saying. I but saw that you had last night she drank a rogue smoke porter. Wow, she's really she's really getting along. She wanted something coffee or chocolatey. She didn't want her honey beer yesterday. She's oh, I'm so excited. She's drinking beer after eleven years of trying.
0: She's seen the light finally.
1: Seriously she has. Um yeah, and and yeah, she's been drinking stouts, porters and things like that. It's
0: awesome. Well since this is only three percent, we have to drink another one, right?
1: Oh, I'm not done with this show yet.
0: Yeah. Okay. Good. Just making sure.
1: I like that. I I yeah, really. Me
0: too. I like you said for what it's trying to do. I mean, is it is it the best beer I've ever had?
1: No. I don't know. Even for what it's even not for what it's trying to do. I think even for oh don't any, get me wrong any session beer. Don't get me wrong. I think it was. I I, I thought
0: it was really great a great beer. Period. But mm-hmm. for what it's trying to do, it was perfect. I mean, exactly on the money.
1: Nailed it. Nailed it completely. That was La Petite Prince from Chester
0: King Brewing. Didn't so, you? I gotta say, just, you know, big ups.
1: Austin, Texas. Those Commies. Okay, so... It's, it's
0: a- the capital of Texas.
1: Alright, so we got a few more Chester Kings here. Now we, we, we have. Daniel Stout from Convict Hill. That's sounds... but,
0: but you want to share it for the Stout show? So what I, was saying, what I was thinking is we have two of these Stouts. Okay. So let's do one of them now, and then we can, if we like it, we can repeat it on the next show that we do.
1: Why? I don't know. Cause. Cause. Um, we got two barrel wild thingies going on here. we got.
0: The double IPA here. It's a Schwartz beer, which you probably want to save.
1: Um, I do have this farmhouse provision ale from Jester King, also. What's the ABV on that, So oh, It's almost ten percent. <laughs> it's not your table beer.
0: <laughs> you know what? Let's do that because let's contrast okay. the table beer
1: versus their versus
0: oh. the the farmhouse provision ale. Let's. I like that.
1: This is the Mad Meg. And there is a lady with a kettle on her head and a bloody sword and blood splattered all over her face.
0: I would guess that's Meg.
1: And she's mad.
0: Mad Meg refers to a peasant woman from Flemish folklore, also known as Dulgrit or Dulgret, who leads an army of women to pillage hell.
1: Oh, nice. So that's devil blood on her face.
0: She's famously depicted in the Peter... Rigel the Elder's 1562 painting by the same name. So go ahead and look that up. It's a uh, rough translation of the French term beer de provision, which was sometimes used to describe special beers that were suitable for extended storage and aging. We didn't do that. Uh, <laughs> it's golden colored. They say
1: Quite yeah, yeah, yeah. strong at
0: nine percent alcohol volume. They're right about the golden colour.
1: This beer poured with a um foaminess that scares me because usually infected beers pour that foamy.
0: Well, remember, this is a wild uh, farmhouse.
1: It's uh No, it's a farmhouse. It's not a wild
0: uh, yeah. yeah. You kinda you kinda skirt in a line there. Uh, or- organic pills organic two row, wheat and caramunic halt. Those those are pretty much the same as the the other one as as the the petite okay uh prince uh zats needs goldings again the same it's just really the amount yeah, of more yeah it
1: pours golden still um a little orange it's it's quite cloudy you cannot see your fingers through the glass um still a huge head so on So it's
0: this is actually a great a great example because it's the same exact ingredients Yeah it, it, it's just it, different it, formulation
1: Yeah do you have IBUs uh-huh. on those?
0: Yeah, IBU, uh, well, I know, I don't, I have the original gravity, but I don't have IBUs, unfortunately. Uh, original gravity, 1.074, finally we have the 1.007, 9.6% alcohol by
1: volume. Well, they tell you what you're tasting on here, I shouldn't have read that, damn it. Let's see, let's go back to Petit Prince, because they say notes, a clear and simple expression of the delicate interplay between noble hops and farmhouse yeast, naturally carbonated through refermentation in the bottle. Still, yeah, we already talked about that part. Suitable for vegetarians and vegans. Yay, vegan beer! Hooray! And after we taste this one, I'll read this. I shouldn't have read the, 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 the. Here's what you will be tasting part <laughs> of the label.
0: The head has dropped a little bit. It's now down from three fingers to about a finger.
1: Yeah, it's ba- It's really. Blanketing the aromas, I'm not like, getting too much. I'm off getting
0: it. leathery and a bit of spicy.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna take a sip because, like I said, you know that it's blanketed. I'll try to smell it again later. Here we go.
0: Hmm, kind of kind of has an orange juice
1: kind of flavor to it there's right? an acidity to it too that is yeah. kind of like orange juice as well
0: yeah, It was the first thing that came to that was sort of
1: an almost kind of pithy orange juice um yeah it's not too not too funky i was worried about you know funky smelled leathery the here's what you'll be tasting section of the label said something about funky it's not it, it, all that funky. Maybe a little bit of, of earthiness in there. It, you
0: know, I'll be completely honest here, and and this could be just you know my knowledge affecting me. It tastes like the same beer as the petite, just stronger, right? I mean, there, there's there's like the the accents and and the and you know the flavors are tuned up. Everything's kind of you know tuned to eleven, but mm-hmm. the I can I can taste the petite France in there. I can taste. The little beer in the big beer.
1: Uh, I mean, like you said, a very we don't know about proportions, but the ingredients are the same. It'd be really cool if this was just a big version of the little beer. Yeah, it'd be really, really cool if this was if, like the second runnings or something. Yeah, it'd be really, really cool if the Petit Prince was the second runnings of Mad Meg. You know, yeah. um, we don't know. We don't have that information. It's a possibility. It certainly is.
0: We should explain what second runnings
1: are. So when you make a big beer, like a ten percent provisionale, there's enough residual sugars left in the grains to make a small beer, a low alcohol beer. You know, typically brewers will do this when they brew their barley wine. If they do a seasonal barley wine, you know, for example, we send brewing Bruce gratitude, and with the second runnings, they make a beer called the bitter end, and you know it's. It, The end is because it's the end, second runnings, and then the first time he made it, I think he didn't, he, that's it, he, Scott didn't take into account all the, um, he didn't clean the kettle completely, Uh so there was hops from Gratitude still in the kettle for the bitter end, so he got all this extra bitterness in the beer that he hadn't intended the first time he brewed it, and, uh. That's where the name came from. And then, you know, people like it. It was a decent beer. So he's made it every year since. You know, he hasn't changed what the small beer after Gratitude is. It's just been the bitter end.
0: It, I mean, that, that is one of the things that came to my mind, was that perhaps this was the second that The Petito was the second running beer. <laughs> um, them being both available year-round, it would not surprise me, especially and especially because of the, the similarity in mm-hmm. flavors. You know, it's just like this one is tuned up. This one this one has a carburetor. You know, an extra mm-hmm. carburetor in they, they push the engine a little bit hotter. It it's still very good. Uh and and really I'm not detecting much in the way of imperfections. It, it, maybe the aroma's a little bit off. Um but the taste is great. You know, it's farmhouse without being really tart or sour. Um, mm-hmm. or or really, you know, off for leathery. There's
1: a little bit of candiness in there. It's almost like, um, hmm, it, it, how do I describe this?
0: I'm really happy to see them use Zots and Geese of things. because I think that there, there's a tendency, especially in American brews, to use those American hops. And I think that, that can get a little, that can make things a little off-balance, especially when if you're, you're going doing, for those French styles. Yeah, if you're
1: doing, yeah, authentic Belgian French styles, you're not going to, you know, put Cascades or Centennial in there. I mean, maybe you might add a little bit early for some bitterness, but, you know, I mean, I don't think it's too unusual to, to see people using EKG and Zotz for their, um, for their hopping in, you know, beers that are, like, like the intention of these beers are to be, you know, Belgian-style recreations. Um, what was I gonna say about this
0: though? So. Mm. mm Megan, I know a Megan, and she's very nice and a lovely person, and this beer suits her
1: it's it's um the citric the citricness of this is because kinda...
0: it's got a little funky just like <laughs> you know
1: it's a you know pointing out that there's not american hops in here now i'm confused why it seems a little orangey you know it's like because you normally wouldn't get. That. i think it's it's the wheat to be honest with you yeah, i think it it's the tanginess of the wheat could be yeah oh that's what i was going to say before we talked about uh whatever we just talked about the the continental hops was you know there's a there's a bit here you know it Belgian single, you don't really see those all that much, so people might not have a great idea of what a Belgian single tastes like. you know I'm thinking of like Notes, Notes star island signal single Belgian if could, golden, if I could tell
0: it is generally what it's called Belgian golden like well,
1: but this one has a little more um bread to it, you know there's a little bit of double in there there's a little bit of of
0: well it's a stronger beer it's got it's got more sugars in it but I, I don't know. Like Golden Monkey would be an example of what I was seeing in Belden single. Um, well, that's a
1: triple. I mean, that has candy sugars. That's, okay. that's, that's uh, yeah. I guess you're right. Um, but what I'm maybe it, maybe it's a long boil time that's giving it some more kettle caramelization. But there's there's a sweetness that's coming from a little bit more you know dark character in there, and maybe a, maybe it is like a 90 minute boil or a longer boil for this beer. Yeah.
0: That was fun. That was worth it. Opening the second one, it really helped kind of nail in the flavor. Gonna close out with a sports beer. Sure.
1: All right. Austin Beerworks. Black Thunder. Ooh, Black
0: Thunder. Oops.
1: Pop filter malfunction. My, my peas are gonna pop all over
0: the place. Pop filter back in. Sorry about the noise, everybody.
1: This is a can of Black Thunder from Austin Beerworks.
0: Okay. Um, so Austin Beerworks is one that had the awesome explanation, so
1: yeah, we already did the uh the, the, the fire Eagle from them. An IPA that we did at the beginning of the show that we liked a lot.
0: So let's uh give you the availability on this. This is a five point three percent alcohol by volume of beer. Um their their explanation here is four before you break out that Mick Jagger impersonation, so we're past that point. The so Mick Jagger impersonation, Jeff.
1: Oh, don't even. Um, no, I can't even think of. A I, I right can
0: now. I can do more of a who's the other who's the who's the, who's the uh, other guy in the Stones who's uh, like Keith
1: Richards. Keith, oh, hit it. That's that's horrible. <laughs> that is worse than I thought your Mick Jagger would be. Um, <laughs> Um,
0: they call it, uh, the Bitterness is 45 IBUs, which they call, uh, for bitterness and Arrested Development Fan. at <laughs> 45 IBUs. <laughs> the color PMS 4975, or Martha Stewart Weimaraner, which is pretty much a, it's a very, very dark brown.
1: Yeah, you'd have to smell that pretty thin to get the gray Weimaraner color out of it, but.
0: Uh, sudden gravity 12.4, ending gravity of 2.5 hops. German Magnum, and zotzen hellertau. This is a big old German hot beer, which it should be for a Schwarzberg. Hot with Pilsner, C60, chocolate wheat, and debittered black. And it's an Urkel lager yeast.
1: Hmm. Smells fantastic. That's curious that they use the uh, Urkel... Yeah, yeast for this.
0: If a stout and a pilsner had a love child, it would be Black Thunder. They say. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm liking this site.
1: <laughs> the, 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 the guy that's uh, the marketing guy's earning his keep. Absolutely, having a little bit of fun. Who would have thought? <used> okay, to... <laughs> here's here's here's
0: here's a, here's a full thing. Not the full thing, but here's, here's those two sentences. If a stout and a Pilsner had a love child, it would be Black Thunder. It would also be a miracle because beer can't get it on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a guy after my own heart.
1: If you go to Austin, you're going to have to hang out with the label I right
0: Definitely. Here. That's just, man. Somebody knows my style of, of, of crappy humor right on the money.
1: Okay, so this guy, it smells roasty, it smells, uh, it, it doesn't really smell portery, it has a little bit of a crisper smell to it, It's you know, it has that roast, but it doesn't, I can't say it smells pilsnery, it just smells a little more German, a little more German than, uh,
0: exterminate!
1: <laughs> if you don't cooperate, I'm going to have to take you to headquarters. Oh, that's yum. That's yum, 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 yum. Mm. It's got uh, a lot of chocolate. A lot of. <laughs> it's actually, you know what? In the aftertaste, it gets a little sooty around your lips. It's it, it's really dark. The
0: so. damn thing is influencing me because I'm thinking it's got the ascendancy of a porter. It's got kind of the breadiness of a pilsner. <laughs> it's got some of the hoppiness of the pilsner. Uh, well, yeah, but th- there's a bit of that smoothness to the porter. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> marketing speak works. <laughs> I guess, like I said, it's good marketing speak. It's marketing speak that's after my own heart, so it's not surprising.
1: It's um, it's really roasty. It it doesn't it, like. I don't want to make it sound like it's overpowering, but it's definitely lingering in the aftertaste. It if it's if it hasn't stepped over that overpowering line, it is tiptoeing up along. It. It, I don't know. I mean, compared its to as just, robust as you can get with it, this. It, it's
0: beer. it's pretty re- robust, but I like it. You know, as 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 well, what it, I'm
1: saying is it, it's 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 this far from going too far.
0: I mean, generally this far being, according to Jeff, about. Ten centimeters.
1: No, that is, you said centimeters. Yeah, 10 centimeters is this for
0: Really? Yes. Okay. Three centimeters. Two. No,
1: you, Greg. Come on.
0: What? Ten centimeters. This is,
1: is a centimeter.
0: That's a centimeter. Yes. Alright, so it's about a centimeter. I, I'm used to inches, and inches like this. Why would you use metric? I oh, don't no. So
1: inches like this, two point four. <laughs> That's not an inch. That's, that is like, that's like two inches, two and an eighth inches. Really? So is this an inch? Yeah. Inches this. You've yeah. just, you've adjusted.
0: Okay. Yeah, I know I did adjust, but I was like, all right.
1: I'm not good with it. Greg ideas. has good eyes, but he would have never been you would never pass like military pilot school because you can't judge sizes of things. <laughs> sizes
0: of things are hard to judge with your eyes. I know that because I know paradole and, and and you know the, the the facts of the of the way the human eye works. So I actually know that you can't judge things with your eyes very well at all. Part of the thing like pilot training is you have like be able to
1: say like that thing down there is so far away and so big, you know.
0: I you bet just, you get used yeah. to that sort of thing, you know, especially when you have reference points on the ground. Mm-hmm. Those things I do not have when I'm extending my fingers in space.
1: I don't know. This is really pocho, but when your hand's in front of your face and you're saying, this is an inch, and what you draw is like two and an eighth inches, that's insane, my friend. Insane. Uh, I
0: said... Yeah, you, okay, were like, okay. you were like
1: this big when you said an inch.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, I admit completely that that my ability to measure things naturally is a, is a strong family of mine. That's why I like to keep a ruler of some sort around.
1: Gotcha. uh oh, uh, you know, we've kind of we talked about it. This is good. I think it's ranking time. Oh, this is the Black Thunder from.
0: Well, if you think I'll it's writing time, it's time for me to pull out my computer and it's, uh, it's lovely ability to type. Yes. There's, um, uh, how many bears tonight? Uh, six. Well, I went first last time, Jeff. That means, Jeff, you go first.
1: All right, let me do this quick, 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 quick. quick. These two are Good. These five were good, that one was not so good um Bing. very tough, very hard to do because I got five ones I liked a lot.
0: no doubt this is this is gonna be a tough show because this one this is a very good show. Texas, you have given us great beers. well, you haven't right. Bill and, uh, John. damn it, Bill and John, I'm sorry. Alright, so some of Bill these... and
1: John have given us great beers. Alright, all right. so I don't want to waste too much time. Here's my ranking. My favorite beer of the night has come down to the Austin Beerworks Fire Eagle American IPA. That was just a good IPA, and I am still on a hophead kick. I've been on it most of this year. I'm not sure why, but I am. And, uh, that was delicious. Number two is going to be the Live Live Oak Hefeweizen. It was very good. Number three will be Le Petit Prince, that Belgian special beer. I almost feel like it's a hard luck loser putting it third because I liked it so much and it was (laughs) 2.9%. But it's third. Fourth will be the Mad Meg. Fifth will be the Black Thunder. He is really the hard luck loser because he's fifth place and I liked him almost as much as I liked the top four. And then, um, yeah, the Belgio IPA, the Buffalo Hump from Freetail. Um, as far as Buffalo IPAs go, or Belgian IPAs go, <laughs> Buffalo IPAs would be interesting. As far as uh, Belgian IPAs go, it was good. It's it you know it's it's better than most, but uh, in tonight's show, it you know it, it's at the end of the line. There All you go. Right.
0: I May have to do some rearranging. I'm not sure. Cause you y- you're kind of on the money. um Let's see here. Boy, oh boy. It's a tough one. These are, these are a lot of really good beers. Uh we're not surprising that uh that we were sent these beers, because they they were damn good. Uh you know what? I I think I'm gonna put the heifer first. Uh I think that that was the one that that really pleased me. That was mm-hmm. the one that really just kind of sat with me the most, and it was just like, mm, "Man, I could drink a lot of this. I could just drink this more and more and more." And the second one that did that
1: was of the Petit Prince, uh, because you know I don't want to interrupt you, but you forgot to say something about the um, the Austin Beer Works website down in the details where they have the uh, hops, malts, and yeasts and gravities and stuff. The section is labeled "Beer Geek Porn."
0: I didn't even see that. So that tells you how much I was paying attention. Um, so, yeah. Uh, the the petite Prince was just, I mean, really, I mean, how can I put this except to say that some of the beauty of beer is lost on the people who are looking for high alcohol. And here is a low alcohol beer that has all the beauty of beer. Kind of collected together, you know, without without the stigma of high alcohol, but with everything else that you, you really want. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, to, to be to be so perfect and, and to nail that kind of style—that I sort of exactly what I was looking for from it. Uh, you know, that deserves recognition, and it's just not number one just because of the the, the F it was. So so damn good in my eyes, yeah. uh, but the, the mag has to follow that because you know it's like okay, turn take the petite prince, which I really liked, I loved it, and then just turn ever turn everything up to to eleven. Okay, great, fantastic, still love it, uh, just not I you know I can't drink three bottles of it, but you know I'm on a diet, it's okay. Um, the the poof. Yeah, hard luck losers this time of the Austin Beers, fantastic beers with a great website. Both of them uh have a or fantastic which one wins? Which one? God, wins. which one does win? It it's it's a struggle, but uh my my current preference for Schwartz Beers over IPAs is going to take the field here. And the Schwarzberry is going to be the IPA. Just It's just a current preference thing. Uh, they're both great. Try them both. Absolutely try them both. And last, the uh, the Belgian IPA, which, yeah, I mean, get Raging Bitch said.
1: All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to Craft Beer Radio. And uh, tune in next week when we have another... Why is this not working? Oh in there. yeah
0: <laughs> Okay. Yeah. That was what I wanted from, from the beginning, but when when the Walker Texas Ranger came and that was definitely better. Uh, better Craft, beer Radio,
1: that. Craft Beer Radio is released under the Creative Commons license. Visit our website, www.craftbeerradio.com, for more information. If you would like to contact Craft Beer Radio, you can contact our email address, beer at Craft beer Radio, or you can hit us up on Twitter. My Twitter username is at Jeff Bear, and Greg's is at CBRGreg. We are on Facebook and Google Plus under Craft Beer Radio. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time. Hopefully in
0: Texas.